Good evening, folks, and welcome to J-Talk. I'm your host, Jay Ramsey, and of course we have our wonderful co-host, Nick from the Nick Drive. Good day, ladies and gentlemen. I think I'm in the down under. There you go. <laughs> Goodbye, mate. Yeah. How you doing? Good luck. Doing good, man. It was a good day. Started off rough, turned out pretty good. Good for you. Good for you. Got a lot of things done, made the boss happy. That's important. That's always important. That's always important. Yeah. Yep. So, okay, I, I got a couple of things I want to say before we jump into today's show. Okay. Okay. So, first, for those that don't know, uh, JTalk has actually opened up an Etsy shop. And Wait. You can now buy... Um, not not just JTalk gear, but you can. We're starting to take some of the funny, famous quotes from our show and put them on some T-shirts and things like that. And um, you know, go check it out. I, I'm gonna take my uh, headphones off real quick and show you the hat. I, I just ordered one of the JTalk hats, and it came in today. So. Oh, I can't wait to get mine. <clears throat> I want that hat. I like the logo. I love the logo on that hat. See, I love that logo. I wish you people that could just hear the sound could see it. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. And it's got a little, it's got the two microphones, the words J-Talk on it. You know, it's kind of a, just, it, it's, it's a nice little thing. It really looks good. Uh, I think it does. The hats look nice, dude. And they're comfortable yeah, they as heck. You know? So I, I'm look pretty happy with it. So. Um, Nick's came in today too, but we didn't see each other today, so he hasn't gotten his yet. Yeah, I'm gonna have to wait till this weekend. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> so there you go, nice Jay Talk hat. I'm actually uh, gonna take it off because with the headphones, sometimes it's weird, and honestly, it it's I want to wash it because you know it's a little stiff. Is it? Yeah. Do you want the brim bent like that? Are you going to flatten it out? How's that working? I'm a hit or miss. Well, today, actually, I fixed my hair, you know, so I want to show off my hair. Yeah, I, I combed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, quotes like that is what we need to put on T-shirts, right? <laughs> I, co I combed my hair this morning before I left work for work. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> So, no, it, it, they're really nice hats. They are comfortable, but, you know, it is. It's, um, and it's 100% cotton. It, it really is. But, you know, every time I get a new hat, they're a little itchy in the beginning. You right. know, all of them are to me. It may not be to other people. I'm just talking about me. I'm a little more picky, I guess. So, you know. I, I don't look good in hats at all. It takes one of a million before I'll actually wear a hat that I think I look good in or feel comfortable in. Well, but you wore the black clover hat. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But it took me years to find. Right. And it's a fitted hat. It's three times more expensive. That's you know, true. I, I, will I don't know why that. it is. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's, that's a fair so point. So I have three of the clover hats. Right. So, yeah. So all my hats are kind of hanging on behind the door over there. But I, very few hats. Okay. I just don't look good in a hat. Okay. I, Maybe I, it's the big jowls. Well, <laughs> uh, you know what, though? I, I will disagree with you because I've heard a lot of people say 
they think you look great in the top hat. Now, not a baseball cap. Oh, well, now, see, that's, that's yeah. It, okay, so, you know, let's clarify. He doesn't think he looks good in a baseball cap. In a, in, correct. Yeah. In a top hat, that's a whole different ballgame. Right, you know, top hat or one of those, what is it, the fedoras or something like that. He looks I good can, in them. I can pull off a fedora sometime. Just right. depends on where we're going or what we're doing. Now, right, if we're playing right. golf, yeah, I can throw, throw right. down. But I can't remember what the name of the hats are that that they have a, a really small brim, but it's just a rounded and flat in the back. I've got one, but I don't I don't know what they're called. Yeah, I don't remember either. Yeah. Oh, he's going to grab, grab it real quick. Yeah, yeah. For all of you listening, you're just going to have to suffer through this point. Sorry. See, what do you call this? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that, is that not a... Uh, it's not a fedora. It's but not it's, a golf uh, hat? I don't know what it be. It doesn't say anything in here. I don't remember what it is. Like, I'm sure somebody will post on YouTube and tell us what we did wrong. Ho- hopefully somebody will straighten us out because, yeah, I like this hat. No, 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 no. It does. It looks good on you, dude. Isn't this a hat I bought at RimFest because my head was getting cold and I couldn't find anything? I don't remember. I think this is <laughs> Yeah, the hat. I think that's how, yeah. So, yeah. okay. So, yeah. Okay, moving on. Um, Etsy, check us out. Jade Talk. We've got a... a Nice little shop there, you know, if you want to pick up something, you you heard something funny, don't worry, it's coming. Um, and yes, there will be soon a Pickled Thumbs t-shirt. So for those of you who <laughs> love the Pickled Thumbs story, we'll, we're going to have one for you here soon. Hopefully we can put a link up on, on, the, on the show Yeah, when we post it. Yeah. So, okay, so that was my first announcement. My second one is today's episode is actually, we're going to continue with integrity. Yes. And so people are probably like, well, I don't remember last episode. Well, technically, being honest is integrity. You know? And so I want to thank one of our fans who pointed that out, because they were like, you know, you guys were talking about honesty, but the overall arching theme was integrity integrity enough to be honest with other people and be honest with yourself. Well, I used to go around saying loyalty, honesty, trust are a big deal, but all three of those are all are under the integrity blanket. If you want to say it like that. No. Yeah. 100%. You're exactly right. Integrity. Yeah. So So when I learned that, that's when I got my tattoo. Yes. Yeah. And so, yeah. So so today we're going to be following in the theme of talking about integrity, and you know, Nick sent me two things that he wanted to talk about tonight, and so it was really interesting because one of them actually, for people in the South, kind of is like, what? And then for people in the North, I could kind of see where they would come from on that situation. So we're going to dive into that one first. Yeah. Okay. So your comment had to do with. Sir and ma'am. Yes. And, you know, in the South, most people in the South are taught, you say sir and ma'am. If you don't, you're going to get smacked. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, I to this day, I still correct my kids. Did you say yes, sir? Yes, ma'am. Yes doesn't count. <laughs> you know, I'm not, you know, I say yes, sir, and yes, ma'am. To people who are younger than me, because it's just the polite thing to do. It's it's the way we were taught 
to respect. Yes. It now, really was. Here's the, uh, here's the deal. This is where this thing really got under my collar. When I was going through a divorce, we had to go through counseling. Right. And we went through a couple of counselors that just, just weren't cutting it. And we found this guy who's got unbelievable <laughs> credentials on right. Uh, you know, raising children and PTSD for the, he does a lot of stuff for the military, blah, blah, blah. Right. And so we were sitting there talking and I was talking with my, you know, now ex-wife and she said, I should never have to say, sir, to you, you're my equal. And I went, I said, saying sir and ma'am is a sign of respect. And this guy who has credentials like PhDs in this stuff said, no, it isn't. And I went, hey, what the fuck? Yeah. What? Yeah. I said, are you going to sit there and tell me? Now, this is 11 years ago. Right. You're going to sit there and tell me that saying yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am, yes, sir, no, sir, is not a sign of respect. He says, well, it is, but. And then he went into this long spiel. And I'm like, I know my wife's my equal. But I don't hesitate by saying no, ma'am, yes, ma'am. Yeah, you know, never, never occurred to me. Now lately, I see people doing that at work. Right. Excuse me, sir. Excuse me, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. No, you know that kind of thing. Right. And I look at the other people that are that hear that, and they almost look down their nose as if, yes, sir. I'm a yes, you know. I'm your servant type oh, of an attitude. Right. You know, it, it's, and then I, I'm getting to thinking now, I don't want to say sir and ma'am anymore. I, I really, it, it's really deterring me from saying it because I don't want some jack wagon that thinks he's got, you know, a better degree from a better college than I did look down his nose at me as if I'm his servant. Right. Try to lower it you know over I mean? you. Yeah. 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 You know, and they say yes and no instead of ma'am and sir behind it. Right. Okay. So I think this new day and age is not about that anymore. I don't know if it's it's not a disrespect thing. It's more of a I'm better than you thing now. Well, but, you know, part of that is this generation. You know, I don't know that if we backed up 20 years. I don't think it would be a, as much of a big deal, you know. Twenty years ago was second nature for yes. everybody. Yeah, exactly. It was about respect. It was one hundred. Yeah, I know. I don't not disagree anymore. with now your point. A, you know, I, yeah. I, I'm not disagreeing with you at all. the The funny thing is, when I lived up north, they rarely said "sir" and "ma'am." Yeah. You know, yeah. when I lived in Iowa, it was yes, no, but not. Yes, sir. No, sir. When yeah. I start, when I moved up north, I mean, they looked at me like I was crazy. It's like, what the hell? You know, it's like, dude, I mean, you got to realize we were taught this. You were smacked in the head if you didn't say yes, sir. And no, sir. And oh, yes, ma'am. And no. Yeah, exactly. Or worse. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, you know, it, it's, but that's the whole point is you were taught. It was about respect. But it's funny because of the way. We've got more people moving to the South, in my opinion. So you have those people who are, they're not used to it. 
and when they are, they do. They they look at it as a, you know, you're submitting to me if you call me. You know, they they're they're literally looking at it. I'm the Lord over you. You know, and yeah, yeah. It, it, because here's the whole thing: if you did it, like up in New England, I mean, no offense, but New England still got kind of this entitlement. You know, they look down. Oh my God. Yeah, that's the that right there. You just said the key word entitlement. Yes, this new generation feels like they're entitled, so they don't have to do that anymore. Right. And like my my youngest son is about to turn twenty one, and I don't push him to you know I I'm I'm done pushing him to say sir and ma'am. Right. <laughs> if I hear him say it, that's one thing, and he does on occasion. Right. But the only thing that I get really upset about now i don't i don't care if people don't say sir and ma'am anymore but i do care that if you're going to answer a question answer it with at least a little dignity instead of going yeah nah. <laughs> say it properly yes or no right exactly. and ended at that yeah so our respect thing went from sir and ma'am right now it's to yes and no in 10 years is it just going to be yeah no. Or or you know, was it sure? Not really. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Exactly. You know, that's like the most common word in older people. It just <laughs> stands the hair up on the back of their neck when somebody goes, whatever. Especially if it's a kid. Yeah, I know. You know? All right. So that respect <laughs> thing, it, it it's changing and turning. I don't, you know, and I get it because I remember my dad going, You kids, you know, when I was young. I'll never forget it. I had a white double-breasted suit right, with loafers and no socks. I was Don Johnson, buddy. I was all over it. Tan body, had the low-cut V-neck shirt with a suit and no socks on. I walked into a dinner event that my dad invited the whole, his company invited the whole family. And my dad had already started having a few cocktails with all of his bosses and buddies before the dinner started. We weren't there for that, but when I walked in, he looked at me and he goes, get out right now, put some socks on. He was furious. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know, because that was the thing back then. Yeah, exactly. Yes, you know, sir and ma'am, hmm. you you sit properly. You know, when you're a kid or a wife, you only speak when spoken to, you know, all those things. Right. And now, it just, it, it's it's different. It's just it, different. It is different. Um, you know, it's funny because I was sitting. Um, we were supposed to record last night, and of course, I went to uh, Gabe had a UIL kind of prep thing. Awesome. They had awesome. A, they had a teacher come in, and he had to sit down with his other uh, orchestra mates, and you know, they went four hours of performing and going over different songs, learning new songs and just, you know, four hours of this crazy. And they, awesome. they told the parents they could come up there. The really interesting thing is, is this guy was talking to the kids about sitting up, sitting proper, being, you know, polite, being, you know, showing, he didn't say integrity, but by the way he was talking, you were talking about, you must have integrity. You must, right. show, you know, you, you, you must present yourself in a certain way. And, and, you know, he was trying to teach that kid, those kids who were in seventh grade, 13 years old, 
and you know some of them are all slouched back and you know yeah. holding their vibe and and he's like dude you know you gotta you gotta sit up proper read your music and hold your instrument a certain way you know it makes you look like a professional makes you right. look like you belong there you know you know and so he's trying to teach them all these things and and it's very funny because i'm sitting there looking across the room and i'll be honest with you probably 90 percent of the kids all sitting proper edge of their seat holding their instrument right you know and and they're yeah. all doing good you always have one or two of those that are just like you know just slouching back and not really it, it's almost those like they the don't want to be want to be yeah, that was gonna say they don't want to be there. Their parents are making them do it, right? Which is kind of a good thing. You need to have something going on in college. I mean, in in high school, right? And even grade school for that matter. Well, this is middle school, but yes, exactly. But it, even still, I mean, starting something, you have to have something going on. You can't just go to your classes and not be <coughs> in some kind of a sport or the chess club or the glee club or the photography club. You have to do something right. as an extracurricular thing. It teaches you discipline and structure in school growing up. I agree. Because I've had four kids, okay? The oldest one, nothing. No sports, no nothing, nothing. Right. And, you know, he doesn't have the discipline and structure to He's where he's at, and that's where he's going to stay for the entire duration of his life. That's rough. You know, yeah. lower income. This kid could have slept through college and made a 4.0. Right. He just doesn't have the motivation. Right. But then my next one, football, baseball, bat, you know, he did it all. Right. And he was he was motivated. He joined the Air Force. He was doing really good. And, you know, then that kind of turned and he got married and all that stuff. So he's he's doing okay now. But now my third one is in the Navy. And he started off doing sports. He was really good in football. And then we got to high school. He kind of trickled off and he kind of lost his way. And a couple of years out of high school, he lost his way. And then he realized, I don't want to live like this anymore. So he joined the Navy. Right. So the sports to me was important. My youngest was in band. Okay. He was an orchestra and uh, marching band, so he was very active right. in high school. Not orchestra, you but know. just regular performance band. Well, they but they, Or he, orchestra it, is for string instruments. Regular band, like symphonic band. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, he yeah, was yeah. a symphonic. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. he did the French horn and the trumpet and mellophone. Um, mel mel Telephone, yeah. yeah, yeah, and he's he's good at it, right? And now he's got guitars he can play. He's got saxophones. He's got trumpets, drum. You know, he's got all that stuff in his room, right? But he, that kid has because he was active, and his social life was happening and going on, and he was busy and all that stuff. He has better structure and discipline about himself than ones that didn't do. And I didn't think it was any big deal. You don't think about that that much, you know. Right. Most fathers want their kids to play baseball and football because that's what they did, and you just got to do it, you know, kind of thing. And I, I didn't want to be that dad, but anyway, we kind of got off on a rant on a rant that one. No, that, no, 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 no. We're we're still talking about integrity and teaching our kids, you know. Well, yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah. That structure and discipline is what I tried to teach my kids. Right. You know. Right. And. You know, I did an okay job, but you know. Yeah, but you, you know, you 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 you're. 
in a way, it still falls in line with what we're talking about because you wanted to provide them a future where other people wouldn't have to lord over them. Right. Let's just be honest. And that's the way it is now. Right. You know, so like I said, if my kids don't say, sir, ma'am, I, I don't say anything. Right. If they say yes or no, I'm happy with that. If they go, yeah, that, that, I'm like, what's, what's with the laziness there, pork chop? You know? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I won't be mean to them because they're, you know, they're all, to, they're all grown men now. Right. No, you know, there's not much else I can teach them. Right. Now, if we're in public, I won't correct them on the yes, sir, and yes, ma'am. Okay. I, I don't think that's the proper place. Right. But if they're at home and they're talking to me and you've got me where you're, I'm a little frustrated with you, you better be saying yes, sir, and yes, ma'am. <laughs> you know, yes, sir, to me. But yeah. But, you know, and the other flip side is, is if my parents are here, don't you ever say yeah or yes. Yes, ma'am. My, grand, my mom has been around a long time. She has earned that respect, and you show yes. it to her. So, you know. See, and that's another thing. They don't, you know. Because my parents it, it aren't going to lord over my kids, so I'm not worried right. about that. No, they're but, not. And the, the kids should do that even still today because we're still in that realm. But our kids, when they become grandkids— I can't even fathom what's going to happen. When they have grandkids. It, well, no, I'm saying when Andrew, my Andrew, right. is a grandpa. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay. What are those kids, how are those kids going to show Andrew respect? Probably not. You know, are they? Is it going to turn around? Well, you know, it, like, yeah. Parachute pants went out when I was in te a <laughs> teenager, and then they came back for a little while, or bell bottoms, you know, the. Everything rotates, yeah, exactly. Well, it's, you know, it's sort of like, what was it they said? You know, hard times create tough men. Tough men create easy times. Easy times make soft men. Soft men make hard times. You know, I forgot oh, wow. exactly what the quote is, but that's essentially what it falls down to, is during the hard times when it's really tough, it creates, you know, men who are, you know, tough and strong and, you know, back when the war wars, you know, I mean, men were, right. you know, that's the whole thing. You know, that back in the, you know, 70s and 80s, even then, I mean, you know, that was the end of the Vietnam War. It created hard men. It created, you know, because they had a lot to deal with, you right. know, but, you know, and, and I'm just as guilty of this. But essentially, you know, the hard life that I lived, I didn't want my kids to have it. Right. So am I creating soft men because I'm giving them soft times? I'm not letting them, expo uh, not exposing them to the hard times that I had to go through? No, there's a ha there's got to be a happy medium. I won't disagree with you that there should be a happy medium. But if you look at the culture, not just at my kid, because I think I'm pretty hard on my kids sometimes. So I, I, I try to teach them to be good uh, I provide them structure and things like that. But right. our culture ha is creating soft men. Let's just be on it. You know, there are a lot of people are like, you know, where's the masculinity? Well, you know what? We've taken it away. You know, what it, not just the adults, us? but I mean, you think about it. How many men are being raised by single mothers? 
Well, who's teaching them masculinity? Because you know what? There's no guy there to teach them masculinity. Right. So, yeah, our, our current culture is teaching men to be soft because they don't want men to be hard because, you know, whatever. You know, I mean, that's, that's right. the toxic feminine, uh, feminism or the toxic masculinity or the toxic. Yeah, come on. Let's stop talking about see, all this. Go ahead. See, when, some people could think about when you say hard men yeah. would be something like in the 60s when the woman was a housewife and she was told to be seen, not heard, and I better have dinner on the table, and that kind of masculinity that they that was in the past, 60s, 50s, that, 40s, or whatever. That's not masculinity. Was, that's traditional. No. That's traditionalism. Yes. Okay. But okay. some people might take it as something like that, and that's not the case that we're talking about. No, it's not. This kind of rolls into nice guy versus kind guy situation. Yeah. I think there's more nice guys in this world, me as being used to be one of them, right. than there are kind guys. Right. So that being said, the nice guy's soft. Right. So if we bleed those together, a kind guy's not necessarily the hard guy in that old aspect, but the new way yeah. it is. Well, you know, and here's the funny thing. We actually got a comment on um, one of our episodes on YouTube, and and I don't think he's listened to our nice guy versus kind guy episode, but it really it really made me think about it. He literally made the comment, you know, we did that uh, episode on uh, the review of the 3% Man book. Um, right. Yeah. And he made the comment, he said, you know, you're not the type of man that a woman wants. And I'm like, okay, you know what? In this environment, I don't think he's wrong because here's the whole thing. Women generally want bad boys or they want nice guys. Nice guys they can run all over and bad boys they think they can fix, but they never can, but they treat them like crap. They don't want guys who will put them in their place who are genuinely good guys. They want the badass guy who just is horrible they to them. They want to fix. Yeah, they're fixers. Yeah, well, but, I mean, but it's horrible to them. I mean, let's just be honest. It's the narcissistic, you know, bad boy or whatever, you know, the, right. the what we call, I mean, excuse my language, folks, but the fuck boys. You know, that's yeah. what they, they want. They want somebody's leftovers. Uh, that's... Because if he's desired by a bunch of other women, then he must be desirable to me. And yeah, you know, I don't care if he slept with twenty women. You know, I, I'm gonna be that. I'm gonna be that person that gets him out of that. Yeah, yeah, see, it's really funny. right. I've dated. I I have dated those women. Those are the women that I date. Yes. That 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 crave the fuck boys. Okay. Right. Or then or the, like, the or the nice guys because they can run all over them. One or the other. So, and you, you know, you may have fit well, into both categories. But see, that's what I'm saying. The ones that <laughs> are really attracted to the F boys. Right. They finally realize, man, I can't do that anymore. Then they start dating me. Oh, okay. And they have, they don't have that intense attraction to me. They like <laughs> me. I'm fun. They say I'm attractive. Everything's kind of melded, but it's not that intense right. crazy you know right the the one that i dated before the narcissist the cheating lion 
the thing about her was when we it was just her and I. Right. It was the in, most intense thing I'd ever felt in my entire life. Right. But then there's the fallout of the constant put downs and the constant barrage of I'm no good and blah blah blah. Well, it's it's yeah. like you said, it's the intense. So it's it's and it's not anywhere in the middle. It's one extreme to the other. You're extremely, yes. you know, over the top. This is really good, or it's extremely over the top. This is what the freaking hell is going on here? Yeah, sorry, one, bad to good. Yeah, there's no there's no middle of the road, and I've always been a middle of the road kind of person. Right. I don't. I'm not an extremist at all. Right. So, yeah that that's the thing that that's hard about relationships in there when it gets to they want the. A guy with charisma that they meet in a bar, and while wow, he's showing me the, per he's saying the exact right words and showing the attention. The thing about it is, it doesn't matter what you look like anymore. Right. If you know how to talk to a male or female, either way. Right. If you know how to read people, you can manipulate people to do anything you want at any time, anywhere. I don't care what you look like. Yeah. You way, could literally have a booger hanging out of your nose, and this girl wants to take you out to the car. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, I know. So is it, I had a friend like that. Right, right. He had that kind of charisma. Right. And he could. I say this, and this is probably me. Somebody's going to give me shit for this one. He could spot a stray dog a mile away. Right. And what I mean by a stray dog is a woman who's looking for attention and has no self-esteem. Yes. I've I have women friends that can spot a stray dog a mile away too, and take total advantage of them. Go up, make them buy them drinks all night, blah blah blah. Right. So my my definition of a stray dog is somebody who has no self esteem and is starving for attention. These people can see that like it's meth. Right. You right. know. Yeah. Exactly. And, and it's not men it. or women. It's just people. It's both. Yeah. yeah oh, exactly. Yeah. It's people. Let's clarify that. So it's people. Yeah, so, I've seen, I've been with friends walking to a bar, and five minutes later, they're walking out to the car with somebody they just met. Yeah. Like, both of them, men and women. I know, I know. It's crazy. Yeah. So We kind of we spun off, but we're still talking about integrity. But that right there yeah. is the lack of integrity. Right. Because yeah. if you're one of those people that can walk into a bar, meet somebody, and within 5, 10, 30 minutes, you're going out to the car to do a little hit and miss. Yeah. You have no self-esteem in yourself to begin with. Why? What is it about that instant gratification that is so, what are you trying to accomplish? <laughs> they're unhappy with the rest of their life. Yeah. So they're, doing, they're no going for their, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's no integrity with that at all. No, no. I could never do that. Okay. I've, I've never... Well, almost never. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, you know, but it's funny. You talk about that. It, it still goes back to, you know, he's not being honest with himself, you know, because if he was honest with himself, he would deal with the internal issue that is causing him to do shit like that. Yeah, that goes back to when we talked about look in the mirror and count to 10. Yeah. If you can make it to 10, you have confidence in yourself. You're happy with what you see in the mirror, right? And your days are better. This one guy that I was talking about, I told him that. I said, "Come here," and I drug him in the bathroom, and he's got this huge mirror on the wall. And I said, "Look at yourself and count to ten. And he went, "Okay." He said, "One, two, oh, fuck, oh, fuck," and he turned around and walked off. 
He couldn't even, he barely made it to two. Really? Yeah. And mm. I said, why are you so unhappy with yourself? Man, I don't want to get in all that bullshit. Give me a beer. You know that? And yeah. then that was the end of the story. You know, right. he didn't want to even associate it. We go out to a bar and 10 minutes later, where's he? Out in the car with some chick. Right. You know? Right. Exactly. So. Yeah. But he drowns his, his sorrows in women and beer. That's his, yep. you know, let's just yep. be honest. So, and he's never going to grow it doesn't from get him that. anywhere. No, it the doesn't. The next day, he wakes up feeling like crap. Yep. And then if the girl wasn't like a supermodel, he's disappointed that he did what he did. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> but I'm not just ragging on men picking up women. I've seen women do the same exact thing. Yeah, I agree. I've, Sorry, I've, I I've had old one. friends yeah. doing that. You know, yeah. I just need some quick attention. So I'm going to grab some guy and take him out to the car. Like, what? Or just look at me and go, watch my beer. I'll be right back. And I'll watch him walk out the door. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> why am I hanging around these people? Yeah. Yeah. They, you know, and that's the whole, that's the part, the hard part is, is they really are. They're just, they're sad. Yeah. They're very sad. They're very unhappy with their life. And they're trying to fill it or trying to forget it. But right. they're filling it with the wrong things, and they're trying to forget. So, of course, Sad. that's so fill, filling it with, you know, cheap sex and forgetting by drinking a lot of beer. Right. I mean, it, that's... that's or alcohol or pills. Yeah, yeah or exactly. Co- you know, fill and forget. Kind of, yeah, fill and forget. Yeah. That's, that's their... There's some wrong. Well, that's a good one. Fill and forget. There you go. Yep. So... But yeah, so it, you know, and it's funny, but it, it it all comes back to having that integrity. It goes back to what we talked about last week: is are you honest with yourself? Not just about being honest with other people. Are you honest with yourself? Because if you can't be honest with yourself that you're unhappy, you're never going to find happiness. You you got to tell yourself, I know I'm unhappy. Okay, what do I need to do to fix it? Not what do I need to do to forget it? Right. It, it's funny to me, too, is people will talk about having integrity, but yet they starve for attention so bad, they will make up stories and lie about pity poor me, you know, my shoulder hurts, or I was really depressed this weekend, you know, stuff like that. Right. And they <clears throat> they won't necessarily say it. I had a situation a while back. I was talking to an ex-girlfriend that I just kind of became friends with. So it'd been years and she kind of called and came back into town or whatever. And we went out and had dinner. <clears throat> she started talking about her sister called her the night, be- the, the night before we met right? at two o'clock in the morning, bawling and crying, saying that was it. I, I can't take this life anymore. I just can't handle it. Now she's telling me this story and I'm looking at her, and I'm going, uh, you know, now I know her sister as well, but I don't, I, like I said, I hadn't seen him in, in a long time. Right. And I'm sitting there thinking, is her sister, I don't know what made me think of this, but I'm like, is she telling me this story because she's looking for my attention? Not necessarily her sister did that, but just to have my attention is she telling me this story as it's as if it's her sister, but it's actually her doing it. Right. And I went crazy. I'm like, whoa, if this is your sister, somebody needs to say something. Right. 
because if she's thinking about taking her own life, I flipped out. Yeah, of course. Okay? We've had too many episodes talking yeah, about suicide prevention I'm, and suicide. Yeah. I'm like, we need to talk to so-and-so and so-and-so. I'm talking about the family members because I'd met them all. You know, right. we dated for a couple of years. And I'm, and she's like, no, no, we can't say anything because blah, blah, blah. And she starts, she starts backpedaling and skating. And then I'm like, something's got to, you got to do something. Right. You know, you can't just let this go and hope that it goes away. No. And I, yeah. I actually asked her, I'm like, are you telling me this story because this is you and you're making it sound like your sister just to see what her reaction would be. Right. And I, the reaction that she gave me, that it wasn't her, it was actually her sister. Right. And I'm like, well, okay, here's what you need to start looking for. Right. And the minute I started telling her about the things that I've learned being in your life and the things that we've learned with the foundation, right? I started explaining these things to her. And eyes glazed over. She didn't hear a single word I said. And I'm like, okay. I need to say something and I'm, you know, and Jay, I actually got off the phone and called you about it, but this was a while back. Right. So anyway, a couple hours later, she texts me. She goes, just forget I told you any of that. And that freaked me out. Cause I'm like, all right, are you now talking about yourself? You know what I mean? Right. Well, so, and, and, but I think this is, you, you know, you asked me about this because this is a concern. Okay, because here's the whole thing. I know the situation, folks. So I'm gonna I'm gonna make an observation, and and me and Nick talked about this. But you know, he, he, genuinely, okay, he's like, okay, what do, who do I need to talk to? And so me and him talked, you know, and it's like, okay, who do I need to talk to? Who do you what do you think I should do? You know, and things like that. And you know, I flat out told him, look, dude, if you say nothing and she actually takes her life you're going to feel guilty the rest of your life. Yes. You know, and, and that's a big thing. But the other flip side, knowing this person, and this is going to sound really horrible, folks, but knowing this person, and you guys can, can chime in if you want, send us a message, but it doesn't sound like manipulative lying to you. See, I'm thinking that it's all about attention. Okay, which is which is technically what manipulative lying is. She's yes. trying to manipulate your sympathy for a situation to get what she wants. Right. You know? Now And that's how she was. Well, and here's the crazy thing. Okay, what if her sister really is struggling? Okay? Right. Okay. If she's just using that situation to funnel your sympathy towards her instead of actually addressing the sister situation. What kind of person is that? That's, that's the whole part of the story is that is probably the least amount of integrity that you could, you know, all I want is your attention. I don't care if it's good or bad. I remember the kids back in the day, they would go get in trouble on purpose because they wanted their parents' attention. Well, that's I've seen not, it. Yeah, that's not uncommon. Yeah, because kids, you know, because kids that's want the, attention that's lack in general. Of integrity in yeah. their parents. Right. You know. Right. They're not teaching their kids that. No. You want positive reinforcement? Come get it. Right. You know. Right. I'm, negative reinforcement. Well, I'm not getting your positive, so 
I'm going to yell and scream and holler. I'm going to break something <laughs> just right. so that I get your attention. Right. If I'm in trouble, I've got your undivided attention. You know, and so, it's it's funny. I, I, I will tell you this. My kids, I mean, Gabe, recently, okay, it, it was last October, uh, um, we had a situation at work. I was working late nights and weekends, okay? It, it was getting a little out of hand. And, and, you know, my job knows that I'm big on family, okay? So it's not like they were trying. They, they were very apologetic. They were very much, hey, let's get, let's get past this. I know. Let's, let's, let's just get past this. And I'm like, I understand. I said, you know, but you know where I stand. And, and they, were, they were very understanding. They, they said, you know, they helped me out. They did whatever they could. You know, they, they really did. So I just want to say that. I'll put that out there. My, my bosses are really good about it. They don't want to take me away from my family. So they understand this. Um, but, you know, my son came up to me and he said, Dad, he said, you know, you be, you're at work a lot. He said, and when you get home, you're not in the mood to do anything with me. You're just tired. Wow. You know, and I said, I know, I know. And I said, and I'm sorry. I said, don't worry. I'm going to fix it. Can you give me a week? Yeah, I'll give you a week. Okay, that's all I'm asking. Because I knew, give me another week, and, and I'm going to have this resolved. Because I'm like, you know, hell or high water, even if I got to put in 80 hours for this week, I'm going to have this shit taken care of because I want my son to know he has me. Right. You know? Because here's the whole thing. Some days I come home, me and my son, we'll eat dinner. We don't eat at a table. We're horrible people. We sit in a chair and a couch, but we sit next to each other and we talk while we're eating dinner. Right. You know, no big deal, right? Sometimes That's we'll, not bad. That's no, not bad. No, but sometimes we watch TV, but we'll sit there and laugh and make comments to each other while we're watching TV. Right. You know what? And that is sometimes very important because it's not always just about talking. It's just quality time. Yes. And, you know, we talk about that. You know, we talk about the love languages. Love languages don't just apply to relationships with your spouse, it's relationships right. with your family, your friends, and your whatever. Your children, your aunt, yeah, yeah everybody. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, right. but yeah, so, you know, and, and some nights he'll come in and he's like, Dad, you know, there's this one uh, tower defense game that we play. We both play it together. Well, they, I think last year, introduced a social play where you can play on the same map play together so okay. sometimes he comes in and he's like hey you want to play around we don't play a game may last 15 to 20 minutes and he's good we may hit two matches a night but right. you know what that's quality time because he enjoys spending time with me i give him that positive attention so he doesn't seek negative attention from me right you know and i think that's he didn't, that's, he didn't have to reach for it exactly but you that, know what? To me, is the definition of integrity. Right. It is one of the main definitions of integrity. But you know, it's the key, very important to you. It is very important to you. But you know what? It is very. I will give my kid credit. He came to me and he's like, "Dad, I'm missing you. You're working too late. You're working too much. You're always tired and you're cranky when you get home." He said, "You're not normally like this." 
I need you to get back to normal. You know what? <laughs> You're right. Learn the lesson from the kids, man. You got to love it when they do that. Well, but, you know, sometimes, you know, kids are pretty smart, you know. They get it. Right. And so, you know, sometimes I know a lot of people don't want to listen to their kids, but there's sometimes they make some pretty profound statements. You're absolutely right. You know, so. I've learned a lot from my kids over the years. I really have. Good. You Good. know, you, you. You get, you do, you get tired, you get wound up, you're working hard or whatever, and you and the wife aren't getting along or something like that, and the kids come up, and they don't even have to say anything. They just put their <laughs> arms around you and hug you and walk off, and that's just enough to snap you out of whatever's going on. Yeah. And then turn and look at them. You know, like, I, I remember Nikki coming up to me one time. Me and his mom were arguing, and when Nikki walked in the room, we stopped. Right. Because we didn't want to argue in front of the kids. Right. But obviously, we were loud enough, they heard in the bedroom. He came up, he hugged his mom, he hugged me, and he started walking back to his bedroom. And it snapped me out of it just like that. I just turned around and followed him into his bedroom, right. closed the door, sat down. I'm like, what are you doing? You know, he said, oh, I'm watching so-and-so. Well, let me watch it with you, you know? Right. And I was like, that kid, he knew. That's right. all it took. Right. He was smart enough to know that if he walked in the room, it would interrupt us. And we'd stop arguing. Right. We never solved the problem. <laughs> but, well, but but he stopped that. Right. But you know what? He also, you know, you you got up and went in there with him. Right. You know, and if you're, no offense, if your ex-wife cared, she would have gone in there with him too, and would have sat down and say, "Hey, we're sorry. We just want to be in here and and hang out with you for a little bit." Right. You know, but it didn't happen. And you know uh, what? It's 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 in the past. You move on. It is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Put that on a t shirt. It is oh yeah, it's yeah, right. Uh, yeah, my famous oh, saying exactly the worst statement ever. <laughs> it is not the worst statement ever. It it, it has the, some points where I agree with you. It's a bad statement to make in some situations. But if somebody cheats on you and they say, well, it is what it is, that's bad. No, that's hugely bad. That's hugely bad. Yes. Well, it is what it is. All right, well, your is is going to be out in the street. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. You're right. So take your is <laughs> take out. Your, yeah, exactly. Exactly. What do you mean you're kicking me out? It is what it is. No, I'm scared. <laughs> well, you, you kicked you out when you slipped and fell and it fell in you. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. But, you know, I think, you know, we talked about this, my situation. It's, you know, it, it's when I make the comment, it's not that I'm trying to dismiss it. It's more of a, yeah, you know. It, yeah. I, I just want, I hope that a lot of people get a chance to really listen to this. And even though we're not perfect, I'm far from perfect, but I want to strive every day to have integrity. So every day I'm learning something, even though, you know, like I said, I got four boys, they're all grown right. and they're out and they're doing, they're doing their things in the world. And, um, I'm happy cause they're healthy and I got a couple grandkids, blah, blah, blah all that stuff. But I want to, I want to continue to strive to show another person integrity. Even if I get thrown under the bus at work right. or, you, you know, things like that, Right. I'm not going to come back like I used to 
and come back at him and go, ah, oh, no, you know. Right. Now I just, you know, well, maybe that was my fault. I'll stand up and say it's my fault. Right. You know, this is my problem. Don't worry about it. I'll take care of it. I'm sorry it got put on your shoulders. I got this. You right. know? Yeah, but, you know, in, in no offense, but sometimes that's the kind guy versus the nice guy because you can do that at work, too. Right. Let's just be honest. Yeah. You know. Well, yeah, I've ha- I've had some situations this week where one of my coworkers, instead of coming to me saying, hey, the situation came up, I wanted you to get an opportunity to fix it. It was something that I did and wasn't aware that I was doing, so it wasn't intentional. Right. Okay. But it was a mistake, and I'm like, not a problem. I'd, you know, I would have taken care of that. If he would have come to me with integrity and said, hey, Nick, we got a problem, and only you can fix it. I would have been not a problem. I'll take care of it. But he didn't do that. He went, got all his ducks in a row, and then went to our boss and said, Nick screwed up. Yeah. And my response should have been climb all over this guy like a roach. But I didn't do that. Right. I said, what's going on? And the boss explained it to me, and I'm like, don't worry. I got this. He's like, well, you can try this and try this and try this and try this. And I'm like, don't worry about it. I got it. And within 24 hours, I solved the problem. And my boss actually looked at me and he goes, wow, okay, you got that done. Didn't say anything nice. Like, you know, he just went, wow, okay. Yeah. You know. Didn't care. Didn't need it. Here's the whole thing. Integrity, he would have been like, oh, yeah, as fast as Nick. Yeah, I don't know if I believe the other story. And, you know, internally is what I'm saying to himself. That's what he should have been thinking, you know, and he should have said, damn, Nick, thank you for taking care of that. I appreciate it. But if he's believing the other guy, he's like, well, you know, all he did was do what he was supposed to do in the first place. So why should I praise him? Pretty much. Yeah. But see here, the thing about the coworker not having any integrity whatsoever by I'm going to make myself look good right, and make you look bad in the process. Right. You know? Right. I've never been that guy. It, I've always been the guy. I'm going to build you up. Like, and I have a perfect example. One of my other coworkers years ago, he had just started here. Okay. And there was a, a huge, bad, bad problem. Okay. And it was legitimately his fault. Okay. And he even came up to me and he goes, oh, my God, Nick, I did that. And I'm like, you know what? I got this. Well, I mean, it got to the point where our boss's boss, Jay, you were even working there at the time. Boss's boss called, and we got in a conference call, and I immediately jumped in, and I said, look, I know this got happened. I'm not exactly sure how it happened, but I guarantee you within the next 24 to 48 hours, it's going to be resolved, and I'll take care of it. And the boss says, I don't care what's going on. It just needs to get done. Right. So hung up the phone and he's just looking at me, you know? And I, he said, why'd you do that? I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, why'd you do that? I'm like, did you do it on purpose? He goes, hell no. You know, I didn't do it on purpose. I said, there you go. I said, if you want to stand up and tell the boss, Hey, this was my fault. That's fine. But that's now on your monkey. So right now you and I have, 48 hours at worst to fix this problem. And we fixed it, of course. Right. But, you know, know, here's the whole thing. You know, and what I tell guys in that situation is, look, in a meeting, it's not my job to call you out. 
Right. If you want to own up to the issue, call your boss directly, you and him. It doesn't need to be said over a meeting. You know, that's where you show integrity. You yes. actually, you know, for him, if he really had, if, if he has integrity, he owns up to it and says, hey, this was my fault. Nick was, you know, trying, he didn't want to say it in the meeting, but this is on me. And me and right. Nick took care of it. So it's good now, you know. You know, here's the whole thing. You showed a ton of integrity because you didn't throw him under the bus. That would have been and easy. And I didn't to want do. him to get thrown under the bus. Right. He, he, was, he was fresh, man. Right. I, I, I might be exaggerating three weeks, but he hadn't been at the company for, you know, right. a month, two months, something like that. Well, it was quick. People make mistakes when they're that fresh. I mean, they're well, that he's green. Still learning too. Yeah, exactly. And as his lead, yes. it was my responsibility. To teach him. Yes. And if if I taught him something the right way and he he didn't do it right, then it's my job to go, hey, man, you know, we kind of do this process this way. I know you kind of got it dug in with it, but you need to kind of change your way around it. You right. know, right. instead of going, dude, I told you this. What the hell? You know, right. and call him out in front of everybody else and go, you know, right. that's just never been my deal. Well, nowadays... People will if you're if you're on fire, they're not gonna spit on you. It's one of my favorite lines. I yeah. cannot stand the people that are willing to step on you to climb the ladder. Right. Right. And the bad part about it is I've been stepped on so many times and I don't retaliate. <clears throat> I know. You know what I mean? Right. I've turned down a couple opportunities to go up the chain of command. I don't regret, I regret the financial part of it yet. No, I know. But even still, I just, these people that lie and will cover their ass. And if something bad happens and it gets fixed by somebody and then they take the credit for it, that just shows the most lack of integrity of anything I've ever seen. Yeah. And unfortunately, and 27 years working here, yeah. I've seen it. Yeah. I'm, all the time. Yes. So. Yeah. No, I, I understand. I understand. And the funny thing is, is, you know, that is just all part of that manipulative lying, too, because they're lying to manipulate the situation in their favor. Right. You know, and we talked about you and, and a woman, but it's not just women. You know, this is it's men, too. And, you know, it's people trying to get ahead in their jobs and it's. You know, this is continuation of, of integrity. You know, it's not just if men were honest, but it's, you know, if people had integrity. Well, so. here's another perfect example, talking about work, and then I'll get off work. But this one guy <laughs> was talking to the boss, and there's this really critical piece of software. It's, like, huge critical. If this thing goes down, it's, like, a big deal. So we're all sitting there talking about it because we're struggling with the company because they can't get it set up right on our network. Right. And this guy looks at our boss and says, I would like for you to send me to that company and train me on this software upside down and backwards and I'll get certified on it. Right. Four months later, he was my boss. Right. He got promoted for doing and saying things like that. Right. Now, ask me if he went and got the certification. Nope. Nope. Did he study? Nope. Nope. To this day, 
the program still doesn't work right. But he said the right thing. He lied through his teeth, and he knew he wasn't going to do it, but yet it got him a promotion. Right. Wow. I know. I know. If this guy tattooed integrity off of him, I would cut it off. (laughs) (laughs) I say that. Anybody watches Yellowstone, when you get branded, and if you break up with the team, they cut it off of you. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh. I didn't know that. Oh, that's right. Oh, dude, I just I just gave you, you gave spoiler me a spoiler. Alert. My bad. Yeah, there you go. Damn it. Okay, cut that out. Rewind that. Yeah, yeah, there Continue. you go. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about integrity. Spoiling yeah. alert, you know, whatever. Really? <laughs> I'm just messing with you, dude. Anybody that's listening to the show that watched Yellowstone, they'll be like, oh, my God, I remember that part. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, I know. No, I haven't gotten that far yet. I've only just started. So. It's not far. I think it's in the second. <laughs> okay. That's funny. <laughs> Damn. Okay. But I mean, that's just it. You know, when you become a family. Yeah, I know. In that particular instance, you get branded. Yeah. And when you get branded, you're family for life. Well, right. this guy wanted to bail you. And, yeah. Yeah. And then he came back to fight him. You right. don't do that. I know. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. You have to be talking about I, Casey. <laughs> no, no, no. Casey wasn't involved with that one. Oh, okay. <laughs> Don't spoil it for me, though. Yeah, no. I'm not, we're gonna we're getting off that subject. Yeah. But it just amazes me. How did you know? We've all been raised somewhat with some kind of respect. I mean, everybody's actually heard the words "sir" and "ma'am" yes. at the end of a yes or a no, or yeah, you know, whatever. Right. They've all heard it. Where did it get lost? Where did that respect portion of it get lost? When people stopped li- listening to Aretha Franklin? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I guess that song just got old for the new generation. They didn't like it. That's awesome. Okay, we got it. Ladies and gentlemen, Jay Tom. <laughs> But I mean, honestly, let, let's be straight. You know, in the '80s, we we were taught respect. Yes. In the '90s, yeah. And in 2000s, it just seemed like it went downhill. Yeah. You know, and now we're in whatever you know, 2020s. You know, and it's like, what the hell? You know, people don't even respect either other people's rights to live how they want. Right. You know, it, and that nobody has integrity. Uh, it seems yeah. like these days. So here's a per- here's another example. Driving down the road, okay, it's a two lane wide, and there's busy traffic. Okay, so and it's everybody- four lanes, or is it just two lanes, one each way? So we're, it's it's four lanes, two way with the open median where you can uh, get in the middle of it and turn all. Uh, right? Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. So they're tearing the road up on one of your lanes going north. Right. So there's. Two lanes of cars, and it's pretty busy. It's 5 o'clock in the afternoon. Everybody's getting off work. Everybody drives this road every single day, and they know that there's construction there. But yet, everybody that's nice and kind and, you know, respectful gets in the right lane way the hell back there. Right. And the pieces of shit that are lie, narcissistic, 
cheating pieces of shit will drive all the way to the front and then cut somebody off so they don't have to wait in the line. Okay. That is zero integrity. <laughs> okay. That is about the... That, I'm sorry. If you're one of the people, if anybody's listening to this, and you're one of the people that will jump all the way to the front of the line while there's 20 cars waiting, right? and you're going to cut somebody off or make a nice person let you in, you're a piece of shit. But yet, if you decide, I'm going to be nice, and I'm going to stay in the line and do the right thing, the minute you see one person do that, you it blows your mind. You are so pissed off, it's not even funny. Okay, so I am completely the asshole, and I'll tell you why. So you will. You'll just cut no, everybody up. No, no well, actually, actually, no. that's not the, what I was going to go for, because I actually believe in, in merging in, you know, as the, you know. The problem is, is, is if, you do, if you merge into way back there, you know people are going to go around you and zoom up to the front. Right. So I'm the asshole that stays in that left lane, but holds at the spot where I'm supposed to merge. I did that today. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I pulled over in the left lane and the car, there were other cars that were turning in to like merge in behind me. Right. There were still 15 cars in front of me. Right. 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 And nobody in the left lane, the right lane was full. I pulled out into the left lane just enough that I was three quarters in the left lane and one quarter, and the car behind me knew what I was doing. Right. I watched a guy trying to get in, and his butt, his butt, butt of his truck is still sticking in the left lane. I watched a guy drive around him, and I'm like, don't you dare drive around me. Don't you even dare. And he pulled up right behind me and stopped, and I'm like, boy, are you lucky. Because <laughs> I would have turned in front of him and lost my place in line. Right, because it drives me insane when all these nice people are waiting, and then they're going to let you in, and you don't even give a damn. Right. Well, no? okay, so you're talking about integrity. I've got one even better. Since you wanted to mention traffic, yes, <laughs> traffic triggers me, folks. This is the reason why yeah, I, don't I talk like to driving. Jay all the time, and he screams on the phone when he's in the car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's. He's not... like Nick. I'm not screaming at you. Yeah, slamming the horn on. Go ahead. I'm sorry to be cut. No, you off. you're good. You're good. It's it's. <laughs> it, I I really it's it's one of the things that I need to. I I'm glad I work from home a lot more lately because you know I don't have to worry about that traffic. But ever since COVID happened, I, I just really think that people have forgotten how to drive. But, you know, so let's just be honest. <laughs> but, no, it, it's funny that you make that comment. I've got one better for you, and this will drive you even more nuts than what you're going for. Okay. So, for all those listening, some of you guys may know, some of you may not. 1960, five lanes, two going each way, turn lane in the middle. Right. Okay. There is this one light. On 1960, everybody knows it's a nightmare light. It will back up for three miles during from 4:30 till you know six o'clock. It's it's right. it's it's stop and go traffic for three miles worth at this one light. I mean, it doesn't stay green long enough for you to really get a lot of people through it, but it's pretty backed up three miles. The wonderful part is the people who feel like they're so entitled 
they will drive three miles down the turn lane just to zoom in front of somebody right at the yep. light. Yep. Guess what happened? I witnessed this, and oh my God, I was so felt bad for the person it happened to. It was three cars in front of me. Somebody had stopped both lanes to let a car come out from the right-hand side because they were going left. So they came across the traffic to pull into the turn lane, and somebody was flying across, and bam, they hit them. And, you know, it was a rough situation. Who's at fault? So I actually was on a jury selection. Yeah, you told me about that. That's what I'm saying. And so that's, you know, but I actually saw that recently. You know, after you told your story, I saw that. And I'm like, what the freaking hell? Sorry, but that's. In that particular situation, I don't know. That's that. If they take it to court. See, the person that was riding down the, the middle lane. That's a double white line or a double yellow line or whatever it is. Right. You're not supposed to cross it. Right. So they should be in the wrong. Right. But if this person was jumping over and the turn lane was right there. Well, but the turn, you know, the, the turn wasn't another wasn't, 300 feet, 400 feet. Oh, so they were way. So they're both their faults. Well, but okay. Here's the whole thing. The person coming out of the turn. They their their vision is blocked by the traffic that there that is right. You know, let's just be honest. Yeah. You know, so, so I I would feel sorry for that person. Yeah, one hundred percent. The jack wagon running down the side just because they don't have time to sit in traffic like the rest of us. Right. I'm sorry, we've already said the f bomb. Go fuck yourself if you're going to do that. Right. The entitlement, non-integrity. Yeah. Let's just be. Honest. I will be late for dinner. Or whatever, and I will sit in traffic, and you know, right? I don't know. Maybe it's just my old age now, getting old. I, I, I make sure I'm not in a hurry. If I'm gonna even be late for work because of traffic, right. oh well, right? You know, right. it's not. I'm not gonna get fired if I'm five or ten minutes late because of traffic. Well, you there are I mean? some people that will, but I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. We have but, better jobs know. that understand that, and are right. more, you know. But there are jobs out there where people are like standing at the door, like oh, I can't believe you know you're trying to sneak in, you know whatever. It's you know, but it does. I've happen. seen people do that, whip into that center lane, the turn lane. Yeah, you know, and whip around cars and get back in, going 30, 40, 50 miles an hour faster than you're going, because they didn't get their ass out of bed on time, and they're going to get late for work, and they might get fired. Right. Oh, you shouldn't have stayed out getting drunk in the middle of a, on a Tuesday night, Taco <laughs> Tuesday. Go. There you go. Get your ass out of bed on time. Come on. Right. Well, and I and I just laugh at them and go, somebody's gonna get fired. Yeah. Or you know. Or worse. I can't live. You know, I I, I know people that do that. Drive Mach ten with their hair on fire everywhere they go. Why? I do. Oh, you don't. <laughs> you might drive fast when you get on the highway. I, okay, here's the difference. I'm not reckless, okay? That's the difference. I, I'm not going to zoom around. I'm not going to go into the turn lane. I'm not no, going to do I'm Yeah, saying. yeah. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not like that. I mean, I do drive fast. I, I, I hate driving anymore. 
I spent years on the road. I mean, I know truck drivers do it. It's not something I enjoy. So I'm like, I want to get from point A, point B, as fast as possible, be done with it. You know, I, I don't want to deal with other drivers. So, but I'm not going to drive reckless. There are a lot right. of times when I think I probably got an opening, but I still probably won't move over because I, that's a little close and you're going to cut somebody off and you may ruin their day. Right. You know, because if you cut somebody off, they're going to be cursing at you and then they're going to get to work and they're going to have a bad day or whatever. You know, it's, it's no, I ain't going to do that. Now, I, I have cut people off by accident, so I'm not going to say I haven't done it. Yes, right. I've cut people off. So, well, you can't be per nobody can be a perfect driver. I mean, we're all going to make little mistakes here and there, but yeah, you know, we lived in Houston. I mean, come on, how much <laughs> traffic is there? I'm just the opposite. I'm the slow driving, and I'll scream and holler and cuss out everybody. I might even get a little racial on it because I know they can't hear me. Yeah, I know. You know, and I'm not going to start any shit, you know, and then everything's just going to go away, and I, I'm not going to stress over it. But it's so much fun to just go, you son of a fucking snit, and, you know, right. I'm not going to flip them off if they can see me. <laughs> That's funny. I'm not that bold. Right. I'll yell and scream and holler, but then I'll act like I'm singing a song or whatever. There you go. There you go. And plus, I drive a big old diesel pickup truck. So usually when I start pulling up or around or cut somebody off, they're not going to cuss or holler or scream at me too much. Right. So, so folks, we're probably going to continue with this. Um, you know, a little bit. We, the Integrity Series, you know, if men were honest yeah. today talking about, you know, yes, sir, no, ma'am, yes, ma'am. And, and manipulative lying, you know, it, it's really important. And, you know, look at yourself, you know, respect, integrity. They're a huge thing. And, you know, it's a, it's a good thing to have. It really is. It really is. So um, go check out our shop. Check it out. Yep. Uh, any final words? Just want to say one thing. For those of you out here are the one thing that I'm really trying to struggle with and the people that I deal with on a daily basis, there is only one thing in this world that you can control, and that's yourself. Right. That'd be it. That'd be it? Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I love you, man. Love you too, brother. And uh, to our fans, we love you as well. And... Keep following, keep listening.